Hello, Marvelites. You are listening to This Week in Marvel, episode number 376. I'm Ryan, a.k.a. Agent M. And I'm Jamie, a.k.a. Agent Quadrilateral. Ooh, I like that one. Yeah. Every week on This Week in Marvel, we're going to bring you news and fun stuff, things that we're excited about, plus interviews and, I don't know, just general topics and fun things to talk about. This week is, this is the first one we're recording in 2019. Correct. correct? We recorded the first episode of 2019 in 2018, but we've got to get to the top news of the week, which is that tickets are on sale for Marvel Studios' Captain Marvel, which releases March 9th. But that's not all. We got to see a special look at the film, and uh, I pulled some details from Marvel.com, and they said, In the clip, Carol Danvers briefs Agent Nick Fury on the current predicament Earth is facing. Skrulls are invading. Unfortunately for mere mortals, the Skrulls are shapeshifters. To prove she's not a Skrull, Carol shows off her photon blast. We also see more of Jude Law, the commander of Star Force, as he trains Carol. And we also see some cool new theater-exclusive posters you can get at IMAX, Real 3D, and Dolby Cinema. Check out all the goods at Marvel.com and go to Fandango.com slash Captain Marvel for your tickets. Right before I came down to record, I had gotten a tweet from one of our, like, true believers, Jeffrey, and he had showed me he had already gotten his tickets. He is going IMAX. Night one, he's ready to roll. Awesome. Good job, Jeffrey. You did it. Yeah. We also are celebrating Fantastic Four World's Greatest Week across Marvel.com, our social media, and all of our shows this week. So it's going to be a big deal. With that in mind, our big talk and our interview section for this week is about the greatest supervillain in all of fiction. Yeah, I said it, and I'm sticking to it. Ooh. Doctor Doom. And to talk about old Doomsy, I'm joined by Fantastic Four writer Dan Slott, because he gets real excited when you start talking about Doctor Doom. It's infectious, and I love it, and you can't help but get just as excited as Dan does about pretty much anything. I know. Believe me, we're going to talk about Dr. Doom's pets, and I'm going to plead for Dan to bring back Doom's pets. We'll see. Stay tuned. You're going to have to keep reading Fantastic Four, but we're going to have some sweet details on how Dr. Doom is playing into our mobile game, Marvel Strike Force. That's a little bit later in the show. But now, on to things we're hyped about this week, comma, including news. One thing I have to point out, because it's now live, that there's an awesome oral history of Marvel Knights on Marvel.com. It's spectacular. I, of course, work right next to Tucker Marcus, the person who has lovingly compiled this amazing oral history. He's been working on this really hard, and it has paid off. This oral history is so impressive. It starts out like a film. It reads like a film, to me at least, and it's something that we should all be really proud of. So Tucker Marcus, great job. Yeah, and if you're unfamiliar with what an oral history is, it is basically a telling the story of something through the words of people who were involved with it or are in some way connected to it. So Tucker spoke with Joe Quesada, Jimmy Palmiotti, the sort of heads of the Marvel Knights group and the artists on Daredevil, spoke with uh, Kevin Smith, spoke with a bunch of the other creators involved in uh, those early days of Marvel Knights. And it's really great. It's a very compelling read. It's very funny. A lot of cool anecdotes. I'm very proud of Tucker. I think he did a great job on it. Uh, reminder, again, our TWIM URC is returning for 2019. That is our This Week in Marvel Unlimited Reading Club. And we're going to do uh, the first one in January. is going to be with Marvel Comics number one, the landmark first comic book. Uh, it's Pretty much the only way we can start off our 80th anniversary. So for those of you who have Marvel Unlimited, read it. 
it's up there. It's available. We're going to make sure it's in the app, uh, nicely highlighted for you. If you don't have Marvel Unlimited, you can still read the issue. It's pretty easily available. We've reprinted it a bunch of times. You can pick it up on the Marvel Comic Store, but really probably going to pay almost as much for it that way. Might as well just get yourself a subscription to Marvel Unlimited. Read it that way and then uh, send your questions and your comments about the issue using hashtag TwimURC. That's T-W-I-M-U-R-C on Twitter. You can also email them at TwimPodcast at Marvel.com. And um, yeah, I think that's great. And so uh, before we go on to the rest of the episode, we want to make sure you all know what's been happening with Fantastic Four World's Greatest Week. It has been quite a week. It's been quite a world of a week, I'm just going to say. It's been a lot. We've been doing tons of content for Fantastic Four World's Greatest Week. Marvel.com has been featuring tons of Fantastic Four content in honor of the event, including character spotlights, features, pretty much everything you've ever wanted to know about Marvel's first family, costumes, beards, villains, fights, and that's just Johnny Storm's parade of girlfriends. Visit marvel.com slash Fantastic Four Week, that's one word after the slash, to see everything you've wanted to see about Marvel's first family. Heck, yeah. On the uh, front of new comics out this week, if you are not a subscriber to Marvel's The Polis, you're missing me and Tucker talk about Captain Marvel number one, The Punisher number six, Spider-Gwen, Ghost Spider number four, and Uncanny X-Men number nine. Those were our favorites this week. You can subscribe to Marvel's Polis wherever you get your podcasts and watch video version on marvel.com. All right, it's time. Gird your loins, get ready. Oh my. We're here and ready to talk with Dan Slott about Doctor Doom. This is part of Fantastic Four World's Greatest Week. We actually were able to get Dan, pin him down for a little while. Oh, and Doom has a helicopter that is got like a shark design on the bottom. It's so cool. Is it as cool as the Thanos copter? No. I will go and say (laughs) no. Nothing is as cool as the Thanos copter. Now, on to the interview. How are you? I'm great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're here to talk about, yeah, we'll talk about Fantastic Four, but we're here. Well, no, we'll talk about Fantastic Four. World's greatest week. Yeah, we'll talk about Fantastic Four. We're here to talk <laughs> about the greatest villain of all time. Oh. Doctor Doom. Oh, I thought you were going to see Tom Brevoort. Oh, zing, 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 zing. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That's Fantastic Four editor, Tom Brevoort. Best editor in the world. <laughs> A little sparkle on your teeth. <laughs> Ding. Add that in post. <laughs> no, but we're, we're talking about Victor Von Doom. Is that how he sounds in your head? Yes. <laughs> no, he kind of sounds like, hey, yo, Victor Von Doom. Yo, Vic. Hey. Hey, yo. You know, I, compl- I complimented hey. you earlier on the wedding issue of Fantastic Four because it was so good. Your credibility is taking a nosedive. <laughs> I don't trust you at all at this Ever. point. Ever. Uh, but, you know, of the things we wanted to do, we wanted to talk about Fantastic Four. We want to talk about Doom. And I really think that it's a good time for us to give a Doom primer. Because with the Fantastic Four back in the spotlight, with Doom seemingly back in a really cool place of classic Doomness. Hopefully classic Doomness while still honoring all the changes that have happened to him recently, like with infamous Iron Man, where he really tried to remake himself as a hero. This is a Doom who is still very much the hero of his own story. This is a Doom who's very much the hero of Latveria and doing everything he can proudly for his homeland, for his motherland. Which is great. Yeah. And so we're we're gonna get into all that, and I I thought, this is great. This is the right time for Doom Primer, Doom 411. 
And so we're going to start at the start. Doom's first appearance. Ooh. Fantastic Four, number five in 1962. Very good. Yes. And I was rereading this as I was going through this. And like even then, he's just the coolest. Like He's he, awesome. He doesn't just sit on a throne in FF5. He sits on a throne and for no other reason, and you never see it again, there's a tiger. He has a tiger just sitting next to him. The way some people would have like a purse puppy. He Doom has a he has a tiger and he doesn't care. And next issue, that tiger's gone because it bored him. It bored <laughs> Doom. Doom doesn't even need tigers. I want to see whatever happened to that tiger. I'm writing this down. You know, if only we knew the writer of Fantastic Four. <laughs> oh, I want to see the story of this tiger now. Yeah. You are no longer worthy to be the tiger of doom. Aww. Away with you. And then he goes and becomes like a freedom fighter. Freedom Tiger. Yeah, Freedom Tiger. There you go. Aww. Or it goes on a goes on a long quest, gets a suit of armor, <laughs> learns the mystic arts. I'm all about oh, this. This is great. We had the pet tiger. We also saw a pet vulture in his first appearance. Uh, he, he, he just had a menagerie. Yeah. You got to bring back the menagerie. Please, please, please. One other thing from that first appearance that I, I am asking you on record to bring back. I, I, I can already see it coming. You want Blackbeard Thing, don't you? I do Dude, that wasn't what oh, I was going to ask. I thought you were going to go for Blackbeard uh, for Thing. Ben Grimm is a pirate. No, but we've seen him so much, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and he's great. And I, I always forget that he showed up that early. Mm -hmm. You know, like I always thought of that as something later. But no, that's right in that first appearance of Doom because it's, of the time travel machine yeah. or the time platform. I want Doom's helicopter. Do you he had the a helicopter where he dropped the netting. The and then they had to climb up the netting. And the helicopter looked like a shark. Yeah, like yeah. if you look at the design, like what was I don't know what Jack was doing, but it was amazing. There's probably a shark back at the castle. You got the shark and the vulture and the the tiger just waiting for a fourth to play bridge. You know, <laughs> just like just hanging out. <laughs> I will now call them Duminals. Duaminals? No, Duminals is Duminals. great. Duminals. <sighs> Dr. Doom's animals. You write it, Chris Eliopoulos, draw it, do it like a back page, one page strip of Doom. Done. <gasps> We're coming up with magic here. Anyway. Genius. Uh, first appearance, written by Stan Lee, art by oh. Jack Kirby. Oh. So, chef's kiss. Exactly. And so going into- Oh, but did, did you read, they did an annual where mm. they revisited the origin and you know, with Stan and Jack, and they fleshed it out even more. They built it out to a, like a whole issue. Oh, it's so good. What, what annual was that? Like two? It, 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 I think it might even be annual one. I'll have to check it up. And you get to learn more about Faithful Boris. Oh, Faithful Boris. Faithful Boris. He's like the one dooms, you know, like person in his coterie. That has never been killed, <laughs> you know. When Doom has a bad day, Doom did not order this muffin. <laughs> you know, boom, and then, yeah, that person dead, gone, gone. Uh, but we 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 find out over time. Some of it in the first issue, some of it later on. Some more about his origin. So he grew up sort of in Latveria, but like right outside the main city. I, th yes. I think is what I understand. A very like a a poor Romani, which has its own connotations to it and what was going on with that. Distrusted and hunted and sticking together as a family and FF is all about family. Yes. And we are we are going to see in the Herald of Doom story, we're gonna see that the mountain that his father carried him up and kept him safe in the storm that eventually led to the death of Doom's father. Yeah. Risking his own life so that his son may live. Yeah, because he, he got sick, right? Yeah, he, he, you see gorgeous Jack Kirby drawing where he's taken off all his clothes and he wrapped 
the young boy Aww. in the clothes. And on his deathbed, he said to Doom and faithful Boris, <laughs> and, you know, like he was saying, like, keep the boy, keep the boy. And he's like, and Doom's thinking, he wanted to keep me safe. And faithful Boris is thinking, no, his father knew, his father knew he could look into his soul and he knew to keep the world safe mm. from Victor. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, so that's part of his father's story, but his mom, she got involved with some bad business Ooh. with Mephisto when he was a kid. And then her soul, she got sucked into hell. And then I was trying to figure out exactly the where's and the why's because I think she got hit me, Dan. You're, you're gesturing. What's okay. going on? Every Midsummer's Eve, when the boundaries between our realm and Mephisto's realm are at its weakest, Doom once a year would battle the forces of hell in an effort to save his mother. Yeah. And this was a regular Marvel event. There are certain things that always seem to happen in the Marvel universe that we love seeing over and over again. You know, a Hulk thing fight, an Avengers Defenders war. There's certain things that we just want to see on cycle. I was like, yeah, let's see that again. And one of them was every Midsummer's Eve, Doom would, would fight uh, Mephisto's realm to try to free the soul of Cynthia Von Doom. And then... But wasn't there like a, a yes. catch to it? No, Mephisto no. said like, if you don't do it, then people are going to hate you or something like that? What eventually happened where the myth ends, because we're the Marvel Universe and things change and things happen, is one time, one of the uh, the ancients, kind of like in the realm of the ancient one, I want to say ancient Genghis, I could be wrong, set up a whole tournament of earth sorcerers. And the one who won was Doom. And he got to ask a boon of Stephen Strange. Yeah, and so this beautiful art by Mike Mignola. This is Roger, the Stur Roger Stern. Roger Stern script. Story. It, it was an oversized graphic novel, beautiful paper. Triumph and Torment. Yes. And Doom, working side by side with Stephen, went into the Mephisto's realm and was successful. And they freed Doom's mom. So she's gone to a good place in the afterworld. Nice. But this has always been a sore spot and a driving force for him of even just like practicing and learning the, magic. The dark arts. Yeah. It's something he has over Reed Richards. Reed Richards acknowledges magic. He knows it exists. Reed isn't like some magic truther or something. <laughs> like, no, I don't believe in magic. No, he he's friends with Stephen Strange. He's Agatha Harkness. He's seen magic happen. Yeah. He knows what it is, but he looks at it the way I look at calculus. Like, Okay, I'm glad it exists. It helps people get to the moon. I'm never going to understand it. It's fine. So Reed kind of has like that that thing where he doesn't get it. Doom does. Doom is a student of the arts. And that might be one of the reasons he's never gone on to master it. Because to master it, Doom would have to accept a teacher as his master. Mm. Doom doesn't like that. No, he sure does not. <laughs> so, But we're we will get to see Doom use some of his mystic arts. I love it. I love soon. that just when he straddles that world. But you mentioned Reed Richards and Doom and Reed, they were students together. I think they were roommates in some telling of the story. Well, what happens is Reed walks into Doom's room. Doom's already setting up and he's like, hey there, pal, my name's Reed Richards. And he's throwing off his broad brim hat. And, and he's, he's got his magic truther t-shirt on. And he's like, hey, hey, how's it going? And he's like, it's nice to meet you, you swell fella. And Doom's like, one minute of this. It's like, I am out of here. <laughs> <laughs> you, I hate you. You with your loud rock music. <laughs> you know. So he, he just storms out of that room, just being like two minutes in a room with Reed. And in comes his new roommate, goes, hey, 
hey, who was that sourpuss? <laughs> ben Grimm, nice to meet you. And th there's an immediate love fest with Reed and Ben where yeah. it's like, you're the touchdown hero. <laughs> hey, and you sound like a smart guy. Get me through my science class. We're great. Yay, Ben and Reed. Whoa. That fast. Yeah. So there's an interesting fracture that comes back over again and again and again. But Doom, even then, was mixing science and magic. That's what got him kicked out of university. Yeah. Reed walked by one day, went, hey, I'll take a look at old sourpuss, try to mend the fences. Going, hey, how's it going, buddy? How hey, you have a decimal off here. A decimal? How dare you? Be gone. And then he blew his face off. Yeah. Which is, yeah. you know, maybe accept help once in a while. Oh, yes. If only. But Doom, yes, he gets scarred in the accident, mixing the science and magic. Then he gets kicked out. And Dude's just like, you know what? I'm going to go on a walkabout, go around the world, and I'm, learn more magic. I'm going to take my mummy face out of here. <laughs> mummy face. There is no more Doom for you. <laughs> and he blames this on Reed. So that of course. sparks so much. We actually see a story, Matt Fraction wrote it, where before when Reed went into that room, Ben was like, oh, look at this old sourpuss's room. Hey, I'll take out this eraser and, and write in a new number <laughs> and run out. It could have just been something in the margin or maybe Ben blew off Doom's face. We'll oh. never. That was the Matt story. That yeah. was like around original sin time. Oh, that's upsetting. It is. Yeah. Um, but little do you know, another guy walked into that room. <laughs> Howard the Duck just walked by and, oh, no, I spilled Szechuan sauce all over this. Of course, because he's just holding a bowl of Szechuan sauce. Who, who wouldn't? Uh, from there, Doom, he goes around. Mm. He starts traveling the world, learning, building his armor. You know, like that's such an important part. And then he goes back to Latveria to be like, you know what? Screw y'all. I'm taking over. My country. Yeah. I, I also think about it. He's got to be in his early 20s at that point. Sure. You know, like, <laughs> what, what, what do you think? He gets kicked out of school, so maybe he's going for an advanced degree or whatever it is. He's got to be 23, 24, comes got back to Liberia 26, 27. Has a time platform. He's been doing it like 50 times. <laughs> Fine. Fine. <laughs> you I just you, like you the, don't know. He's wearing a mask. I, I just <laughs> like the idea of Doom is so amazing that he, he's so advanced that you think about what you were doing at 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, yeah. and Doom's like conquering the country and creating his own armor and mastering mystic arts. There you go, which made him the coolest guy at the college reunion. <laughs> what have you been up to? I'm doing aluminum siding. What are you? <laughs> I have two kids. So we talk about, obviously, all the magic stuff, but he is definitely among the smartest minds on the planet. He's up there with all the big brains. He's also one of the most powerful magicians in this dimension. Okay. One of them. You, put him in, you can got, put him in top 20. That's pretty powerful. He's got some magic. He's got some magic, but it's really the brain. Yes. It's the brain and the ego and the science. Yes. And, of course, the, the vanity, the ego, easily top 10. Doom has no ego. Doom is just that good. <laughs> he is that good because he's he a brilliant is that good. scientist, engineer. How Dare you? Oh, inventor <laughs> from the armor, the Doom bots, the time platform. The time platform is so cool. And something we mentioned first appearance, he's just got it off to the side. It's off to the side. I don't want to visit Blackbeard and get the treasure. You get the treasure. I'll stay here with your sister and this tiger. <laughs> you go. I got no time for that. Yeah. yeah I'm going to hang I'm, out here. I'm doing important. That is one of the things I've always loved about Dr. Doom. And I've always wanted to see it. Like, he'll have the Fantastic Four in a death trap. They are royally, you know what. They, oh my God, they're going to die. And then Faithful Boris or some other person will walk into the room and go, Doom, you're needed. 
And then he goes, I must leave you all in this death trap and go into this other room to do something more important. And I'm always like, what? Signing autographs for Latverian children. Children. No, but like, what's more important than watching Richards die? But you, there's something in that room. And then the camera, the you know, the artist always leaves you back in the room with the FF figuring out how to get out of the death trap. And I'm like, no. I want to see what's in the other room. I want to see what's more important than watching Reed Richards die. There must be something awesome in that room. Show me that room. If only we knew the Fantastic Four writer who could show oh, us that room. Oh, we will see that room. <laughs> Very exciting. You're like, what's there? Uh, you know what's there? What's the tiger? He's just chilling. Uh, <laughs> look, it's all coming together. It's all coming together. Yeah, the vultures just, hanging out. Like, like, hey, 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 what are you doing? <laughs> we needed a fourth for bridge. The shark stealing. <laughs> As one <laughs> of the Fantastic Four experts. Does Doom have telepathic powers? I've, I've seen both for and against it. He has been trained by the Ovoids. Okay. The Alien Ovoids race. who have shapes that are square-headed. No, they're ovals. They have oval-headed aliens who taught him mental abilities and skills, which he has used to trade minds with both Reed Richards and the next logical choice, Daredevil. So... <laughs> <laughs> It's a, a supervillain swapping minds with a hero? That's crazy talk. Wah, wah. And which is why I will never do this story uh, because it's been done. I, it's I been, don't know anyone who's done I don't, it I, I, in, I don't in know. the last I don't know. eight years. <laughs> uh, and of those powers, it's also between the powers and things he's learned from the Ovoids and just being Doom, he's got this amazing will. I love there's a story where he resists the Purple Man. Oh, yeah, just because he's doomed. Like, yeah, that doesn't work. Now let's get on to business. Yeah. Dang. It's so cool. I love it's that. It's very cool. Yeah. We talked a little bit about the Doombots. He has an army, an army of Doombots. Okay. There are two kinds of Dr. Doom robot. Mm. There is the Doombot, which takes his place when he has to be somewhere else. And then there's the servo droids, which are the purple-skinned ones with the gray silver helmets with the big button on the top. They're great. That's just for general, you know, stormtroopering and marching. Yeah, everyday use. Everyday you use. Know, yeah, like servo a, droid. Yeah, they're, they're the lower level. Yeah, the Doombots are the guy that Dr. Doom will always go, like, he'll assemble all the Doombots in the room and go, okay, you were in that Black Panther adventure. You were with the X-Men. You were doing, what? tell me everything you've done yeah. so I'll be up to date. And then one of them will say, and I did the move that made you lose in that comic. <laughs> what? And then that Doombot goes, boom. Uh, How dare you be an inferior robot? Yeah. You know. Doom has escaped hell. Gotten pretty much... Done all the things. He, he's he been shrunk into the microverse against his will and come back out. He's gone to hell and come back out. He's gone to New Jersey and come back out. <laughs> that he was is, the toughest. That was the toughest. Yeah. Oh, my God. Rush Hour. Oh. <laughs> um, we've seen him take amazing power from Scarlet Witch, Silver Surfer, the Beyonder, Galactus. Galactus in Secret War. Yeah. 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 So he's able to take power from pretty much anything he wants. He has to build some gizmos. Sure. But yeah. he's still doing what he needs to do. He does what he needs to do. Yeah. He destroyed and saved all realities at one point, becoming God Emperor Doom, which is yep, kind yep. of a big deal. Yep, 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 yep. He mind controlled everyone on Earth. And it took Wonder Man to beat him, of all people. Good on Simon. Whole graphic novel of that. Yeah. Dan, I want to ask you, what drives Dr. Doom? Uh, it's, it's usually a Miata. Check, please. Hmm, that is a very good question. Well, right now, 
his main drive is to be the hero for Latveria. It is to make Latveria not just a first world power, but the first world power. He's got some plans and schemes. Mm. Yeah, in a very doomy way. Yes, we get a little hint of that in that little short story at the, just the, that he's getting back into his group. He's that's him reclaiming the yeah. power base mm -hmm. of Latveria, and we are going to see in Herald of Doom, our four part story. We are going to see his first big plan. I don't want to give anything away. No, I don't want to. We shan't. We shan't. Yes, uh, but, but but it's for the good of Latveria. Yeah, and the world. What was the first time you wrote a line for Doctor Doom? Do you remember? Yes. <laughs> uh oh, I see the look on your face. Never, never read this comic. <laughs> never read this comic because uh, when I started working at Marvel in two thousand four with She Hulk, that was secretly my my second start. That was my two point I worked at Marvel in the nineties on uh, staff. Uh, on staff, but I also wrote some stories. Sure. Well, that was a different time. Uh, where a different you, a where staffer you would write could stories. write stories, and I sold a what if issue. And my what if issue was what if Doctor Doom became the Sorcerer Supreme? I remember that cover very well. Yeah, and th that is very much on a writing level, like the picture you draw for Ma, and she sticks on the refrigerator, and you're like, "You did this," and you look at that and you go, "I'll oh, hide that. Don't don't show people that." I was doing the the rhyming rule for magic, okay. so everyone was rhyming when they did magic. There's some line; it's just terrible. It's like where he goes into hell to free his mother. And it's like, uh, for the one by the name of Cynthia Von Doom, I extinguish your flames with the winds of Watum. That's not bad. No, That's not was, bad. That's was, not bad. Oh, I'm going to no. give you that. It was terrible. Now, Dan, this is yes. an important one. Okay. What do you love about Dr. Doom? You oh. personally, like separate oh. yourself from writer and like, oh, I love writing this, but like just as you Fantastic Four fan, what do you love about Doom? He is the... Greatest FF villain. He is able to do what Reed Richards does with the love and support of a family by his own hand. Doom needs no man. There's something about that. There's something about where you go, wow, you can judge a hero by their villains. And it's one of the main reasons why the FF are so great because Doom is one of the greatest supervillains of all time, even though technically he thinks of himself as a hero and he has gone through that entire hero's journey and that still counts. When I was working with Simone on the short, I didn't- Simone Bianchi on the, the short that was in Fantastic Four number one. Gorgeous art. I was very specific. I did not want him in the armor. Yeah. I wanted him in like in rags and just the mask that he didn't need, he, Doom doesn't even need the armor. He will defeat the armies. He will reclaim his land. The armor is secondary to doom. All you need is doom. I love yeah. it. Okay, here's a tough one. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite Doctor Doom story? Oh, boy. My favorite issue of Fantastic Four is the John Byrne solo issue where the FF aren't even in it. And you just see a day in the life of Dr. Doom. It's the kind of stuff you never see. When you see a supervillain, you see them at the heat of the battle. You see them with their finger on the giant red button. You see them where I have laid the heroes low. Or you, you always see them at this classic moment taking over all the radios or TVs of Earth to give their demands. You don't see what they're eating for breakfast. <laughs> you know? And they've got to do it. Doom's got to have his breakfast. And... <laughs> <laughs> that's what that issue is. And that that's an eye-opener to you as a fan. Yeah. That this is a person 
who wakes up in the morning and this is his day. That's an incredible issue. It's one of my favorite comics of all time is just Doom working on the thing that will be the master plan three issues from now. <laughs> you know, that's that's Wiley Coyote drawing up the diagrams, yeah. you know. That was amazing. It made me care about Doom so much, you know, on a, on a level I hadn't before because even though Marvel is the world outside your window, even though Marvel is the real world and we we accept people like Peter Parker is an outsider so I I bond with you and people like the FF are like your family so you bond with them. A lot of times when you get to the villains and you get to the secondary characters, they are mythic and operatic and you see the history of doom like we were talking about and it feels like a, a tale of myth and a modern day legend. And I really liked seeing doom the man. And that was really interesting to me. Yeah. Uh some other I wanted to just point out some other Great Doctor Doom stories for listeners who, you know, like, oh, I want to sample more Doom after hearing this chat. They can read Secret Wars, whether it's the OG Secret Wars, mm -hmm. the more recent Secret Wars. They can go on Marvel Unlimited and read the Iron Man issues where both Iron Man and Doom are thrown back in King Arthur time. It was 250, oh 200 of Iron Man? I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's one of the big anniversaries. And yeah. You get that giant Doom mask with, with Iron Man reflected on his eyeball. Yeah. Oh. So good. Those are great. Of course, Jonathan Hickman's Fantastic Four run. There's lots oh, of no, lots oh. of great stuff. If, I think it's FF number two. There's an issue with Kristoff, and it's you know like Doom sort of going back and getting himself whole. The uh, Wade Ringo stories, yep. where he makes the leather armor and he gives himself totally into the magic of it yeah. all. Well, that that was unthinkable. I think uh, I think unthinkable was that. Yeah. That arc. Uh. There's some really great stuff in that whole run. Doom War, really cool. Just seeing Doom in the thick of some battles. Terror in a tiny town. Terror in a tiny town. Oh my God, that was so good. <laughs> the FF wake up and they have no powers and they're normal humans living in a tiny little pleasant town living out there. And Reed's working at a university as a professor. You know, and you're like, what's going on? Doom has made them live out lives in little puppets. <laughs> little puppets in a little puppet city. <laughs> Tom Brevoort also enjoyed that one. He, he pointed that one out to me. Avengers Children's Crusade has uh, some really cool Doom mm -hmm. stuff. And he has a sweet white and gold suit that Jim Chung draws. And it just looks gorgeous. And they're like that big Doom. And he's like, he's won. And he's at the end, he gets angry. Oh, I think uh. it's issue like eight of that. That you ever read the what if where his face isn't blown off and he becomes like he he becomes a hero and he's yeah, in yeah. golden armor yeah. and he's like turning people into frogs and yeah. stuff? Oh god, it's great. <laughs> Books of Doom, really mm -hmm. great, getting us a modern version of his origin and, and saying a lot of things. And I, I really liked Infamous Iron Man a lot. I like the the story of a villain who we see them trying to do something good. different and good and, and they fail and they try and they win and they all that the drama of it all. The heartbreak of it all. Oh. It's a great story. I love it. We talked a little bit about Herald of Doom. Herald of Doom. Uh, but I want to know a little bit from your perspective, because you are writing Fantastic Four, where is Doom right now? Number five is out right now. So we know we you know, see Doom okay. show up at the end. What's ahead for Victor Von Doom? Where we leave him at the end of the wedding issue, you know, and the world knows. He broadcast it to the world. Dr. Doom hijacked the stratosphere, and projected a message to everyone on Earth. It's like Reed Richards at the end of FF1 made the giant four signal. Oh, Doom does a broadcast with sound. And and Reed's like, how did he get the sound? I love that line. <laughs> got me. I was like, oh, that's so good. Reed doesn't care about anything but like, the how. <laughs> the how. How did you do that? That was really good. So he, is, he sent a message that Galactus 
has landed on Earth again in Latveria. And if Richards and his motley band can repel Galactus, then surely Doom can. So everybody stay out of my airspace. Don't cross my borders. You're all safe. Doom has this, though he says it in a different way. Doom doesn't go, Doom's got this. No, Doom is like, and and I shall save you all. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, everybody listens and nothing bad will happen. Yeah, no, no, yeah. <laughs> they'll go, fantastic car, now! Yep. Zoom! So we're getting a really cool Doom story coming up. Uh, so that that's up ahead. Mm-hmm. I also wanted to point out, go to Marvel.com, dear listeners. Make sure you're watching our series, Marvel Make Me a Hero, because both Dan and I have been made into heroes. Oh, no. And I think we've probably won the game. Not sure what the game is. Oh, dear. But I believe we've won, and it is terrific. Okay, good. Uh, but speaking <laughs> of games, like that segue now. Ah! Uh, part of what's so rad about Fantastic Four World's Greatest Week is that we're celebrating the ways that the Fantastic Four characters are coming to the amazing suite of Marvel games. And right now, we're talking about Marvel Strike Force, which sees our boy, Victor Von Doom, getting involved in the Michigas. And so Doom is joining up with Strike, which is the elite division of S.H.I.E.L.D. loaded with heroes and villains that you command in order to stop the invasion of Earth by Kree Warlord Ultimus. And Latveria has seen its fair share of Ultimus's power and and destruction through all this. So Doom, he allies with Strike for his own gains because, you know, if he's going to lie with someone, there's a reason. No, Strike... Is aligning with Doom. Ah, there you go. That's how it works. Yes. In terms of the game, Doom sets up some really cool, like big, higher difficulty raids that will inflict like maximum damage on Ultimus Hill. He's going to hit him where it hurts, Dan. And uh, if it is strategy, if it is from Von Doom, that Kree warrior has no hope. Dun dun dun. Uh, how that shakes out with Ultimus and what happens when Doom's gotten what he needs? Well, we shall see. Uh, All I'm saying is, if you are playing Strike Force and you are following Doom strategy and you are using Doom and you lose, it is your fault. <laughs> no, they're no, very because, difficult. No, Dan. no, not to Doom. You should have given the game to Doom. Well, yes. If you have the opportunity, please hand yes. the game over to. Hand Dr. the Doom. game to Doom. Uh, How dare you sully his reputation? You must play the game more. You must master it. If you are to properly execute being Dr. Doom. Fair. But if you do not have access to Dr. Doom, then you've got to get up, uh, get yourself a souped up team Ooh. to take on these raids, build your squad, coordinate your alliance, and get hype. Big challenges, big rewards in Marvel Strike Force. Now that Doom's part of it. Uh, and th- that's about it. Pick up your copies of Fantastic Four, which are written by Dan Slott at your local comic shop and on the Marvel Comics app. And be sure to download Marvel Strike Force for free on the Apple App Store and Google Play Store. Damn, we did it. Hey! Doom! Hey! Doom! 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 Hail Doom! Bye. All right, big thanks to Dan Slott. Uh, His Fantastic Four is so good. So, so good. I hope you are enjoying it. Our question of the week this week is a Fantastic Four-related one. Who is your favorite Fantastic Four character? Doesn't have to be a member of the Core Four. Could be the kids. Could be Alicia. Could be one of the villains, you know. There's... Could be someone who has stood in place of a Fantastic Four member who had to be absent for whatever reason. Yeah, there was many members of the team. Uh, let us know. You can tweet your answers using hashtag ThisWeekInMarvel. Email them to twimpodcast at marvel.com or send a message to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash thisweekinmarvel. All right, with that in mind, it is time for our community section. And kicking us off 
is Jason Kim, our awesome listener in Hawaii, who is just tremendous. He sent us a great email saying, Aloha from Hawaii. I thought it was awesome that Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse won a Golden Globe for Best Animated Movie. Next up, the Oscars. We can only hope, Jason. Oh, Jason, you're not the only one wishing for this. This was a really proud moment for the Spider-Verse, for Marvel, for everybody. Heck yeah. Scott McElroy, Dr. Spidey, says, Oh man, these Daily Bugle funnies by Ty Templeton in every Marvel Superhero Adventures comic are totally worth the price of admission. Yes, yes, Scott. I wholeheartedly agree. These are so fun. I wish Ty was doing these, like, I've always had this dream of having comic strips on marvel.com like daily comic strips done by our creators Mm. i would love that i love this dream i know if i have this dream too can it materialize we're putting it out there into the ether sure we can say it but um hope that we can plant a little seed of dream dream hope dream hope yeah seed of dream hope (laughs) simon says his twim of the week for January 2nd is Mr. and Mrs. X number 7, and he has a question while reading Champions number 1. Is this Pinpoint's first appearance, or has he been in other comics? I believe this is Pinpoint's first appearance. Um, I, I think he, I think he's the only character in that new Champions issue who is brand new, but we saw like Red Locust, or she. I think I believe she's now just going by Locust. She was part of the previous Champions volume earlier on, created by Umberto Ramos and Mark Wade. It's cool to see Power Man and other characters. But yeah, Pinpoint is new. And uh, there was another character named Pinpoint, but it's a completely different character. So yeah, it's real neat. Karis Pollard says, and finally, this week in Marvel to Winter Soldier, which I thought was outstanding. I don't know where to start with this, but heart characterization, art arc, just perfect. Thank you to Rod Reese and Kyle Higgins for this. Kyle sent me a nice note as well. He heard us talking uh, positively about the book, was very thankful. And look, they're crushing it. They can thank us all they want, but dang it, they're doing the work and they deserve all the positivity and the excitement about Winter Soldier. Very cool. And Chris Berseth says to Agent M here, I got not one but two Marvel Christmas gifts, Marvel Encyclopedia 2nd Edition and Black Panther on Blu-ray. Congrats on your haul, man. Heck yeah. Oh, man. Marvel Encyclopedias are like the best thing. I have one and it's a little outdated by now, but it's my favorite. I just love leafing through and seeing characters I've never heard of that maybe have shown up once. And then the ones that are kind of coming through now yeah it's very cool and it's great for kids you just like leave it out the kid will like flip through and find like who's this and then you can explore and it's real neat at fatboy laz says and fatboy i believe this is the first tweet from fatboy laz that we've gotten hello welcome we love you says wife let me get a subscription to marvel limited and i absolutely love it oh man is it not the best Twenty-five thousand comics and more every week. You can read so many comics wherever you go. Download them to read when you don't have internet connection. In beautiful digital color, and you swipey swipey and just go pages. It's really terrific. It's my my love is unlimited for it. Juan Chango Wences says, almost forgot to let this week in Marvel know that this holiday I got some great Marvel gifts like a Kelly Thompson signed issue of Uncanny X-Men number one and a signed Cena Grace Iceman number one with art. Also some Marvel Legacy figures, Bishop and Multiple Man. That is a good haul. Lucky dude. I want that Bishop figure 
and signed comics are always fun. Very um, cool. And actual Cena Grace art, which is also yes. always wonderful. But how many multiple bun figures did you actually get? This is what I want to know. Yeah, you got to get like a hundred of them to make it real. Is it actual multiple or is it just a singular multiple, non-multiple man? <laughs> Jim Radloff says, sad to admit that I am behind in a lot of my reading, but... My hashtag this year in Marvel event of the year was the return of the Exiles. Now that is a terrific event. Also ironic because I the whole point of an exile is that they went away. True. And then now they've returned. But they keep going away. Every issue is yeah. them going away and away and away. It's so good. Finally, Captain Rogers 44 says, My TWIM year in review best comic series is Avengers by Jason Aaron. My limited series is Life of Captain Marvel by Margie Stoll. New series, West Coast Avengers by Kelly Thompson. Single issue, Captain America 697 by Mark Wade and Chris Somney. Oh, yeah. Nice picks, dude. Yeah. I also want to make sure to credit Ed McGuinness in there for Avengers, Marguerite Savage and Carlos Pacheco for Life of Captain Marvel, Stefano Caselli for West Coast Avengers. I just love to make sure our amazing artists get all the credit because comics are... Comics takes a village. That's a thing. Like, there's so many people involved in the making of comics, and it's, it's wonderful stuff. Makes me real happy. And it's so nice on your eyes, and it's so nice to escape for a little while. It's so easy to disappear into a comic, and it's one of the best forms of media right now. Just disappear. Get your Marvel Unlimited. Disappear. Yeah, and read some Fantastic Four. Yeah. That's it for us. Enjoy the rest of Fantastic Four World's Greatest Week, and we'll be back next week. I'm Ryan. And I'm Jamie. This is Marvel. Your universe. Your universe.